Hey guys, we are back. Welcome to Rankable episode 47. I'm your host as usual, Jared Thomas, Senior Account Executive at iPullRank. Uh, we've got a great episode lined up for you guys today. I'm joined by my co-host to the far right, or you right? But uh, our own, very own demand marketing uh, generation manager, Garrett Sussman. How's it going, bro? Yeah, what's up, Jared? Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a special, special guest lined up today, man. This guy is one of my favorite people on LinkedIn, just a, a overall good person, man. So he's been in the SEO space for over 15 years. Um, he has his own show, the SEO Live Show. That's a, one of the best run podcasts I've seen in the B2B space. I'll put money up on it, man. It's something I watch every week, something I get a lot of insights from. And what we want to do is really just help you guys understand what goes into making a podcast, right? What are the benefits of having a podcast? What benefits of a personal brand? And we're going to walk through all of that today. So without further ado, I want to introduce our special guest, Paul Andre Devera, Global Senior Search Manager at Workday. How are you, brother? What's up? What's up, oh, man? Jared and Garrett, I love it, love it, love, I want, love being here. And you know, thank you for that warm intro. <laughs> man, man, that was awesome. Thank you. No, thank you, brother. Thank you for taking time out your day to join us, man. This is one I had circled off on the calendar for a while, man. I know I'm gonna get some insights on it. I'm always looking to level up my game and our podcast. And hopefully everybody at home, you take some insights as well. And you know, let's all level up together, man. But um, before we begin, man, I would love to know man, more about you and, and more about your journey. So why SEO, man? Why the passion for SEO? What made you fall in love with SEO specifically? All right, before we start, I want to do a little video SEO for this for this podcast right here, right? So I'm going to do it. I'm going to put B2B Marketing Podcast by B2B Marketing Experts, Jared Thomas and Paul Andre Devera. How to produce a quality B2B podcast. All right, I got the words in there. <laughs> that was that was the voice. That's like like do you practice that voice in the mirror? You're like I got I got to get that 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 tenor that bass. <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you this. Like uh, we were just talking about our pre rituals, right? When before starting a podcast, I literally warm up my voice before we before I go on a show, before I go on a podcast. There's exercises like like we ah we ah. So you get those highs and those lows. It's like a breathing exercise and yep. you know that's the way just a warmer voice and you can't forget the the vocal ease this is like you know it's just because you're gonna be talking you're gonna be talking a lot you need this vocal ease so your so your throat doesn't get dried out right and of course oh my, my google water bottle i mean you got it you know i'm nessio gotta have my google water bottle Shout them out. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, my, my, if I did that exercise at the beginning, my neighbors would give me the dirtiest looks. They'd be like, what the hell is going on next door? <laughs> no, you have to do it alone. Uh, there's one time when I was walking my dogs and I was doing it. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, there's like someone else out in the morning. I'm like, they must have heard me. They must think this dude is what's going on with this guy. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that you just have to really do. People don't think about it because you want to make sure you have a nice quality voice, a quality sound. You know, we're talking about mics uh, and, you know, like just having that quality sound for a podcast and even for a video podcast. Yeah. I, I do more of a video podcast, but it's all about the sound. You, people can still listen to it without watching it. Absolutely. So it's one of those things. And if you have those, you know, work on that sound. But back to your question on how did I get into SEO? SEO is something that I just fell in love with. Right. It was something I was a web developer by trade like 20 years ago. And it's, it was, I had my own websites. I had my own online businesses. I mean, I was a young entrepreneur out of college, had to figure out a way, you know, a college kid with no money. So I needed to figure out a way with uh, how to drive traffic without spending money. And that, and that was where SEO came in. I was getting so much 
I saw my my highest traffic driver was through this channel from search engines like Google, Yahoo, yeah. Bing. Or at the time it was uh, it was MSN. And uh, so when you do SEO, it's just like it's also gratifying. It's a competition. I'm a competitive person. You yeah. play me. In, you can play me in ping pong. I may be the like the most horrible ping pong player, but I'm gonna play like it's like I was the best, right? I mean, I, I'm competitive no matter what. Even if I, you know, I can't even. I mean, I can shoot a basketball, but yeah, I'm not that good. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna play my heart out. Um, and that's how what I love about SEO. It's a competition. It's like it's, I feel like Google is the leaderboard, right? And you're competing against the top ten uh, results. And it's like whatever you do to get on the top ten is the is what I love about it, the competitive aspect of SEO. I, I, I love that perspective and I've never heard somebody say that, but it's so true, right? You are essentially competing, right? Because you don't think of it in that aspect because the SEO community is so together, right? So you necessarily don't think of it that way, but it is, man. I'm going to rank you, man. My content is going to be the best and we're all helping each other out. That's one thing I can say about the community, man. Like it's, it's really together. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to get this podcast ranked for B2B Marketing Podcast and B2B Marketing <laughs> Experts. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta drop that one in there. <laughs> so so let, let's get into it too, man. So what right. I, I know this was this was I know you told us, you know, off camera that this was more of a hobby, but what made you just say, hey man, I'm gonna get into podcasting? And I can tell you you have the passion for it. So where did that come from? All right, I, I've been listening to podcasts, you know, ever ever since I would commute. I mean I had a long commute from even though I live in Oakland and would commute to San Francisco, it's still a long commute. Uh, yeah. if you think about it, like eight, like less than eight miles will take you like almost two hours. So wow. during that time, I was listening to podcasts and I was getting a lot of knowledge. And I was like, Hey, I want to do one of these, one of these days. And I was actually thinking about it when, you know, fast forward to, you know, just, just last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I have some time I had, you know, we're all stuck at home. And I was <laughs> like, I think it's a perfect time to start a podcast. And yeah. what made me go the route of a video podcast was because I actually saw other podcasters doing video first. And it made sense because you get more content. You can exactly. get the video content, then you can get the, the actual audio content. As long as you have great audio, you can you know repurpose that content. For and sure. yeah, sure. so that's that's how I kind of got started just by doing that. And then I'll tell you this: I had no clue how to podcast, how to live stream, uh, all those effects that you see on my show, no clue. So I'd say in April of last year, I bought a course, just like on the course, how to podcast from like one of the live streaming guys. Yeah. And it took about three months. And then I launched the show and then I'm where I'm at right now. So it took me three months just to learn everything and get all the equipment and just practice. And, you know, practice makes perfect. If you can watch my very first video podcast and look at how it is now, you can see how much it just evolves. Yeah. yeah. What course was that, man? If you don't mind, let's drop it, man. He helped oh, you. It's, it was live streaming pros. If you live streaming pros. Yeah. So if you want to do start live streaming, I mean, live streaming pros, it's how I got the checklist for all the software and all the gear that I have in front of me. Yeah, it was, it was through that 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 course, live streaming pros, and hey, again, like once you have a strong sound, you can just repurpose this and put it on a podcast. Exactly, man. And then then so you got the you got the live streaming pro. You did the online course three months, and I love love the patience, man, because I know somebody like me, I'd have been like week one, let's do press play. <laughs> <laughs> do it. That's what we did. Um, and I'll give you a quick story of how like how we started is a very similar fashion, right? So when we first came into the to iPo rank, I started on LinkedIn. I was like, look, I'm gonna own this channel. Let me go downstairs, get a coffee, come up, just throw any topic out. We're gonna get on video. We're not gonna edit it. It's gonna be raw, uncut. Um, and then before you know it, like we're getting four or five, ten thousand views, and I'm like, what the heck? This thing works, and mm-hmm. we're chicken parms that are like that Jared and Lee, and I'm like, okay, well this is something, <laughs> you know what I mean? So then um, once the pandemic hit. 
um, all of my pipeline just disintegrated. Oof, went from like 800,000 to zip. So mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, what, what am I gonna do, man? I'm sending emails out, they're bouncing back. Um, the databases that we have, like the Zoom infos and stuff, it can't keep up with the people being furloughed, quitting, whatever the case may be. And I've never seen that in my career. So I'm like, okay, we've got to do something, man. If I got the LinkedIn connections and the brand or whatever the case may be, how can we utilize that to drive some revenue? So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to interview people that I'm cool with on LinkedIn and people that mm -hmm. I really like and stuff like that. And then they happen to be in e-commerce. They happen to be in publisher space. They just happen to be that. And um, we were just doing it, man. And then we just made it happen. I had my my shit, my kids' third grade headphones, no microphone, no lighting. <laughs> I'm all dark. I look like I was one of those guys in the first 48, like the shadow. <laughs> it was terrible, man. But you guys stuck with me, and I appreciate you guys. And um, and actually, that's a good segue to this, man. So, how, what was it like getting your 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 guests, right? How do you? What is your approach and your process to getting guests? Yeah. So, I mean, to have a quality content, uh, quality um, podcast, you need, you need to have that quality guest, right? You need to have yep. those experts in there. You need to figure out like how, uh, where you can find them. So for me, I, I reached out first to my network, right? My, my own personal network where it was like, um, and I reached out to actually possible like last, my old colleagues. So like some, like all my old CEOs and old CMOs. Yep. So when you, when you reach out to like these, these, these people, like, CXOs and like some either like with their VPs and stuff like that. I mean, they have knowledge and that, you know, they'll, they'll give you some clout. Like if you bring them on, like people can learn from them. People can learn from their, their personal story. And even though you can't, you know, you're just starting out, you may not get people to get that star power, but that star, their star power in their own right. Right. I mean, you can exactly. use that knowledge, share it. They'll drop some knowledge bombs. I mean, that's what I love calling it um, on my show. Like, you know, when I pick out these, these nuggets and these knowledge bombs and I try to get it out of the guest. And so this is something where I, you know, first started through like, you know, first my network, past colleagues. And then, you know, another one that people don't realize is go, um, if you're a vendor of uh, some software you're using, your company is using, um, ask your customer success manager or, or, or your contact over there. Like, hey, you know, it's like, I was wondering, you know, since, you know, and you don't have to say this since we're using your product, but I mean, since you're using the product, literally, I mean, you know, can you introduce me to the, uh, you know, like maybe a CMO or CEO to get like you know, an interview. And that actually has worked in some, in some ways for me too, you know? And so that's, that's something like I, I like doing. And so like one of the other things, uh, there's a still a challenge, right? So once you find these guests, uh, and your outreach, right? How do you get them? Like, how do you actually get the, how do you persuade them, right? Like, what does this look like? I have to know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to persuade them. So, okay. So for the most part, I even, I this is, I literally tell this to everyone that asks me, how do you get your guests? I literally will write my email with a smile. Like, I'll write it. So like, I'll put, I'll put some emojis, whatever it is. Like, I'll, I'll show, I'll, my personality will show in that email, right? Yeah. And then, okay, fine. If that doesn't work, you can always uh, try contacting them on another platform, a social platform, right? And just maybe reach out that way. Maybe they don't check their email too much. Maybe you got filtered. So you can also try the, try the, the social platform. If they don't respond to that direct message, engage in them publicly, you know, like, like, Hey, what, you know, what's there? Just drop some, drop them some of your own knowledge bombs on their knowledge and then let them see who you are. And then, you know, even ask them publicly, Hey, you know, I'd love to get you on the, on the show. I've yeah. done that. I've done that a couple of times. And, and if that doesn't work, do a video message. That is always closed it for me. So I've yeah. always like record myself, and and like um, I mean it was it was actually Rand Rand Fishkin. So I actually bought his book, and you know I couldn't get a response. Right. So like, yeah, so so I grab I grab his book. I record myself. Hey Rand, you know I met you at San Jose a few years ago. You signed my book. I would love it for you to have me on my podcast. And then you know I sent it off to him, and then I got a response within like forty minutes. Oh man, that's awesome, man. It's, it's crazy. First of all, I love all those approaches, right? And it's funny that you say that because I use strictly video messaging. 
Oh, yeah. I've never emailed anybody about it. But with the point that was really good that I think is important for sales folks is the personality in the emails. Right. So I feel like when we're sending emails from our business email, it has to be buttoned up, it has to be suit and tie, it has to be very sustained, right to the point. And it's like, show your personality. That's what gets the open. That's what gets mm -hmm. the responses. So use your creativity. But I know for me, I use my network at first. Um, you know, people that were close to me, it's people I saw that was active. So I'm like, you're in a circuit already. We can make something happen. But then outside of that, I would just see people like the, you know, the CEO Revolt and all these people. I'm like, whoa. I can get in touch with you. I just straight video message, 30 seconds, man. Hey, man, I'm Jared from the Bronx. You know, I have two kids, man. I'm working at iPole Rank. I'm trying to do something different with this podcast, and I want to have you on, and I want to be somebody like in your shoes. But the only way I get there is by learning from you. So would you mind coming on and, and doing stuff like that? And it was just, hey, man, I would love to help you. And it was just been a, a snowball effect, and it has been crazy since. And I actually want to ask you another question as far as the guests. Mm -hmm. When you think and book your guests, do you look for, do you rather have a person that's more on the expertise size or do you look for clout? Do you look for somebody who has the, the followers, the 100,000 reach and all that stuff? Like, how is your approach there? Oh, it's more of the ex expertise and it's more of like, yeah. I'm actually, it may, people may not know this, but I may be selfish because I want to learn something from this person. It's like, yeah. I, I think my guess, I'm like, right, I want to talk to that person because I want to learn what he's doing. <laughs> or yeah. I want to, you know, so, uh, and I just kind of use that as my, my way criteria of finding my guests and like, and, and it works out, right? Because, you know, they're still an expert, whether or not they have um, a, a following or not. It's like, I'll tell you this, some of my uh, most viewed episodes are from the ones that were like not the ones with the most followers and, and the most, <laughs> that same way here <laughs> yeah I, I was like and and it's it's crazy too because i actually originally want to be i really do want the podcast to be more for my enterprise seos like i, I didn't want to go through like the whole seo scene i want yeah. enterprise seos only because that's what my space uh, i don't want to do local seo whatever but but i found that it was actually hard getting enterprise interview enterprise seos because you have to go through this pr they have to sign like yeah, a, a yeah. waiver or whatever and stuff like that so there's a lot of restrictions but it actually opened up uh, towards like at like the pen you know once, once, once everything happened uh, i think it eased up because i was able to get more of these enterprise seos on the yeah. show uh, after a while but before when i first started like all, all my buddies that actually were enterprise seos they said oh i can't do it like or i need to go through this process it's a long process yeah. and i was like oh man but hey everything yeah. worked out um, and, and I expanded the, the audience and now I have a great audience, a great mixture, actually. And it's cool, too, because I know the, those audit, the enterprise companies are advertising on my page or on the YouTube channel because my, my CPM is like high as crazy. I mean, we're talking about like 80, 85 dollars CP per CPM. Like it's like, um, right. I mean, on average, I see on other YouTubers, like, you know, just the regular like YouTubers that yeah. show off their, 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 their monetization. It's like yeah. between eight to 12 bucks CPM. Yeah. Um, I mean, mine's a small channel, um, you know, small, but I mean, 85 bucks CPM. I was like, I think that's unheard of. I was like, that's that was, that, that's the amazing. enterprise money. <laughs> that's amazing. And for those listening who aren't, aren't familiar with CPM, that's cost per million. It's basically yeah. the impressions of the, of the videos and yeah. on YouTube. So just let them know. And, and Gary, you, I know you, I know you've got some questions. I know you're boiling over there. <laughs> no, no, it's like, so, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with Paul, but I used to do a, a podcast as well and similar sort of thing. I feel like a, there's social proof. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that people always know, like once you do have a few people that you're familiar with uh, or that people know and you say, oh, hey, I'd love you to have you on. Like I had this person on my show. They're much more likely to join. The other thing is, I, to your point, I love bringing on people who haven't had the opportunity, who are like hungry to share their ideas. And it feels original because in the SEO world, I don't know, you know, you've been here for 15 years, you know, it's like 
at the conference circuit, you see a lot of the same faces and there are a lot of smart people that just haven't had the opportunity. So it's really fun to bring those smaller folks on there. And that's where you see some of these really innovative, like expertise ideas that you wouldn't normally see at a bigger event. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, if you think about the SEO, I mean, I, I know this because I'm in like, there's, there's like really different worlds. I mean, there's, there is the, the, the conference world enterprise and maybe like the so-called like white hatters. Uh, yeah. I mean, but I mean, you know, <laughs> white hat, black hat, whatever, but, and then like the ones that are just like, just doing SEO tactics, the next hacks and whatever, not necessarily right. black hat, but they get sometimes get classified as black hat. These are the testers. These are the ones that like don't go to conferences, but these are the ones that are actually making all the the movements for like their clients and stuff like that for like the local clients and, and, and consulting when they're, they're consulting for. But, and so I try to mix, I mix the worlds. So if you notice my, my group of SEOs, there's you know, probably some people that you never heard of, but get the most views because they're really popular in a certain space. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe one would be more popular in the, uh, the, the conference circuit and one would be more popular in the SEO S testing areas. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's uh, I've gotten the comment of like, oh man, I love what you're doing, how you're merging the two SEO worlds together here. Cause yeah. I mean, like people are actually hearing of, um, and I'm also being that connector. Some some of the SEOs, oh, can you introduce me to Alida? And I was like, and this is someone that actually yeah. is big uh, in the other circuits. And of course I got you guys. And then, you know, and then I just make the connection there. You know, you can connect yeah. her. Actually, that's something I actually got from being this pod, being a podcast, being that and now a connector. I am yeah. now a, like a connector between people and I can reach out and totally feel like fine of asking questions and introducing people if, if anything because right it's for you know just it's for good um that's it's the, just for good <laughs> that's the best feeling in the world just knowing yeah. that you have that network right that you've yeah. got like i know for me man like two years ago i had nobody in my network if you didn't work with me if you wasn't within my sphere if you didn't see me or interact with me you just didn't know right you just didn't yeah. care right but now it's to the point man i'm, I'm talking to, to dave gerhard on our dms and stuff chris walker mm -hmm. like these are my guys i'm talking to detavio every week we're talking about new shows on revolt like that that's cool and then connecting those people right if somebody mm -hmm. wants to drop a revolt hey man this is detavio hey what's up man this is a really cool person whatever the case may be i'm not saying i did that but you know that's the that's the rewarding and feeling part about that right then you just developed your personal brand like without even trying right you just put yourself out there so like i would love to know like what impact have you seen from a personal, you know, personal branding perspective? And what advice would you give to somebody who's in the SEO space that wants to get into the circuit? Well, I'm telling you this, like personal branding is an ultimate, ultimate um, channel to increase your personal brand. Cause you know why Absolutely. it's you're authentic, right? You're, you're raw. This is live. We're not editing anything. And you're, li you're listening to how I speak normally. Like, and I mean, my, my voice may not sound this like, crispy <laughs> when I'm uh, in person, but, but Hey, this is like, you'll see, you'll see the way I laugh is the way I laugh. You know, I always tell my, I always tell like everyone, like, uh, I love being my silly self. That's the way the most authentic you can be. And, and the most authentic you can be, it's like, it just, it, it it just trickles down to everyone else and you meet all these new people, you know, and then they, they also talk about you and that's how your personal brand gets, gets even more like, it's a kind of like their own word of mouth promotion. Like, Oh yeah, this show, but this show is actually, if I'm the host, they're talking about me and you know, you put the name and, and the person together and you're just develop your personal brand that way. And it's also has helped me even with my, even my own corporate um, career. Right. Because yes, yes. I've, I like, you know, I, I work at a company that's actually like, you know, like promotes like, uh, you know, personal development and which you know, I'm totally grateful for. It's a company called Workday. And I even get like uh, at an all hands marketing all hands. I even was like the CMO watches the show to like learn about SEO. I was like, oh, that was so cool. She gave me a shout out to the whole company. And we're talking about a huge company. And and her was watching uh, watching a couple episodes was um, like actually made me feel all like giddy. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's that's a perfect way to differentiate yourself in the company. 
right? Yeah. They're there, right? You separate yourself from the pack from doing something that not everybody else is doing, or maybe not everybody's comfortable doing, but you're doing something that you love to do, right? I'm yep. doing SEO anyway. I want to help yep. people. I mean, it, usually when people think of SEOs, they think of the guy that's in the corner. He's like stays to himself. He doesn't really, you know, <laughs> that's what you think of SEOs. And I've always been taught of it. Like the SEO guy you rarely see, he comes in the office with flip flops, like maybe on a Thursday or something. <laughs> but it's not like that. I love the fact that you you did that for your brand because a lot of people, at least marketers, right? Especially people on the marketing team, they would have been like, how can we incorporate work dayness? How can we incorporate our brand? And how can we draw revenue? And that's kind of like the approach that we're taking with this. But the fact that you said, no, I'm just going to educate and help people. And then you see the trickle effect happen. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's not just like about even SEO anymore, too, because I'm actually getting invited on more on how to like live stream or how to podcast type of uh, mm -hmm. uh, shows. And so that's I've actually getting I've actually gotten like, you know, leadership even reach out to me like, oh, so how are you getting that quality or how are you doing this? Or like, So it's been more it's more of like not even just it's just more of helping out how to even get things set up. Technically, it's not even about SEO anymore. But hey. I'm all about helping others out. And that's why I even started the, the channel. I'm actually going to do giveaways. I'm trying to help all SEOs trying to get in the game. Like, hey, if you're trying to get in the game, you want to learn, watch the show because I give away free memberships to like classes, books. I, I gift books all the time. And um, so I'm just, it's my way of giving back to the community because SEO has done me well. It, it's, it's, and it's, uh, I'm just giving back and, and just know if I can learn more, give back more, it just comes back. Yeah, I love the giveaways. I mean, like that's that's a great way also to get the word out. I was wondering, like, what's your philosophy on pro, you know, promotion? Because it's like I know it's you know you do this independent of, of the of the yeah. day job, but it's like you still want to get the word out there. So what's what's your social media channel? How do you feel about advertising? How, what do you, what do you think? Gosh, about I'll, here, I'll I'll give you my whole spiel on how I, I promote my my content. All right, so I call it daisy chaining. So I, I daisy chain everything. I daisy chain my episodes. So after each episode, I'm promoting the next episode. Right. And then in each uh, each piece of uh, in each episode, I asked a repeated question. So I would always cut that out and I created a segment of how to become an SEO expert. So yeah. I'll use that one piece. And then when I promote that piece, I'll also promote like a another like the coming the upcoming guest of the previous of the new week for, yeah. on that post. Right. So I daisy chain it like I put it in the comments. I don't know if you noticed it. If I on some of yours, I was like, hey, or even mine is like where I'll throw in what I'm promoting that week within the comments. Yeah. And then. If, if there's, a, there's another one where I would also, let's say, if you um, are in Skype groups and, and discords and, you know, people don't think about those those yeah. channels where there are people like, hey, these, those are yeah. communities you're part of. And they, there was a, sometimes they have places where you can just promote things and use that as a channel. And, um, of course, I also use SEO. I try to rank for all my guests. I always rank my guests. Like if you, I'd say like ninety percent of my guests, I'm ranking number one for their name on YouTube. So it's um, within that. So like I get, I get their, I get their traffic. I you know do that part. And then so one of the things I also do is um, I, I I do I actually do ads, but I do audience and retargeting. So I very I get very very niche, very very niche. Like I don't care if it's like 10, 10 views or you know like thirty views. It's it's the thirty views I want. And, and so it's, it's like, even in, in, in their quality views, I see the, I see the average view, view duration, like, like almost like 90%, even some, you know, it's like past that past 50% for sure. If yeah. I go very, very targeted. So if you guys didn't know, if you have your show on YouTube, you can retarget all your, your visitors on, on, um, on YouTube, like and who visited your, your, your channel. And so one of the things I would retarget is a, I would do on, on a Monday, I would, 
record myself uh, doing three takeaways from the last episode, and then I'll also promote my nice. upcoming episode, right? So, oh, three week, three, three, um, three takeaways from this this past episode. If you missed it, is da da da, and you know, be sure to join me this Friday. We learn more than the more stuff. So it's like, yeah. yeah. So I, I post. I, I try to post daily on something. If, whether if I'm sharing someone else's post, I'll, you know, I'll share someone's post. And then I'll like on the comment section of my own post, I'll put like, you know, promoting my own. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not spamming my own feed, right? I'm not spamming. I'm not, exactly. I'm not, I don't keep posting my own, you know, graphics and stuff like that. So I actually added, appended to something I shared and stuff like that. So like something yeah. I call daisy chain, just like hooking everything together. Love that. Love that, man. I, me personally, I hate promotional posts. You know, yes. me, man, I hate putting it up there. Like, Rankable's coming up on Thursday. I hate it with my picture up there. And I'm like, oh, man, when I help you, I don't want to, oh, it's not about me. Shit. That's yes. how I feel, man. But, but, like, I didn't know you could retarget on the platform of YouTube. I did not know. So, yeah. I retargeting, I think of somebody coming to your website, you're going to, or whatever, you click on a, a shoe ad, you leave the site. Now you're on, you know, World Star Hip Hop or something. Now you see the ad pop up. And then that's what I think of retargeting. I didn't know you could actually do that on the platform. If you could expand on that a little more and maybe yeah. some other, what other tips that would you inform people who are looking to rank better on YouTube? Because that's a, that's the second biggest platform outside of, outside of Google, guys. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, uh, as you heard, like earlier today, I was like, hey, B2B marketing podcast. The best B2B marketing podcast, B2B <laughs> podcast, B2B marketing experts. Making sure you actually uh, say your keywords within the video. Um, again, if this is, we're talking about video podcast here, if, if you're in video, uh, video SEO is about making sure you have it, you're, you're talking about it, whether it's you have graphics flying around, Google can see all that in your thumbnail, in your title, um, make sure it's in your title, and um, you know, making sure that you've also included in your description. I mean, I mean, Think of YouTube SEO or video SEO, like the description part. Think of that. Think of SEO of like ten years ago. I mean, that's all you got to do is do basic packaging. But, but the, the key thing here is also that people will notice is actually seeing it within your video. Because if you actually, I did test here when I was when I was actually searching something for someone when I was watching a video, I saw they didn't have the person's name in the description who I was searching for, but they actually said it in the video. I was like, oh, so YouTube's actually picking this out. Like, if wow. I can see it. And check this out. So I was actually just, um, I think I just searched, I searched something and it might, and what I was looking for, for one of my videos and one of my videos from the SEO video show showed up and it showed the clip of the, the timestamp when I said it. And I was like, I didn't timestamp that. So it knew wow. I said it at a certain time. So you guys, if you're not putting, if you're not saying your keywords don't expect to rank. <laughs> wow, rankable, 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 rankable. Let's <laughs> 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 say this shit like Candyman. <laughs> Watch rankable podcast, rankable podcast. No, no, but uh, no, I'm serious. Like, if okay, uh, uh, this is a hack that I've been doing. So I have a pre-show on my show. Like, you know, I do the 10 minute countdown just so I can yep. get people trickling in. I'm dropping keywords all day in, in, in the, that pre-show. I'm like saying, okay, today we're learning about Semrush, Morty Gorberstein, or we're learning about expired domains. And then it's like, I'll just keep repeating it because I it's a 10 minutes. I was just kind of randomly talking, say these keywords, mm -hmm. uh, what we're learning. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I guess I'm video stuffing keywords, but I mean, but hey, it's, it's, I'm actually still informing the audience of what this uh, episode's about, right? I mean, it's, it's still being helpful. I, I'm not like, you know, repeating and repeating it and but if i am i'm jokingly repeating it but it's still getting in there <laughs> like i'm doing it here like i'm doing here um but yeah so then and then of course you know google ads is something and oh so we were talking about google ads and retargeting and that's you can also retarget anyone that visits your channel and you can just bid like you know a few cents or whatever and you'll you'll know at least those are your people 
Yeah. And and um, Facebook also has nice targeting um, audiences. So like, of course, I'm in the SEO space. They have actually had they actually have an SEO audience or search engine optimization audience. I'm like, okay, just click that. And then those views are really cheap. I mean, and then the quality is still really, uh, really targeted. So these are people that, that are actually coming to visit the, the channel. And I use, you know, I play around with it. I, I try to do different calls to action. You know, I love SEO, like really things like just different types of calls to action to play with. Um, but yeah, so like a little bit of everything. I do a little bit of everything. Man, you, you're a one-man band, man. I love it, man. And then you got the branding on the hoodie. You got the S <laughs> on the back. Like, you're, you're killing the board, bro. I mean, speaking of those, how, how, how long do you, would you say in a given week you invest on production, prep, like strategy, and then like yeah. the post? Like okay. how, much, how many hour power? <laughs> okay. So um, I'd say like when I first started, it was really, it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of hours. I'd say at least maybe 30, 30 hours a week just on production research. Cause I actually, I actually research um, each video. Like I share videos. I, I, I literally curate videos on my show. So it's like a form of, you know, when people do these top 10 or, you know, seven things or whatever, like I actually curate like videos uh, that I feel that are important. So that's like kind of weeding out the, the, you know, the one the SEO stuff. Cause I mean, I have, the, I have experience where even though I know this stuff, I feel like someone else could learn from it. So, and, and it's just the way, just because I know it, I'm not going to share it. Uh, I share things that I already know. And it's just videos that, um, from people that I, you know, trust myself or I follow, or I know that works. They may be, they actually maybe be someone who's not like a known SEO, but they mentioned something that I know works. I'll, I'll share it. Right. Cause, um, exactly. you know, and it's just one of those things where, um, so that, that was doing that, the research part, and then I have to research my guests. You have to watch all the videos and do all yeah. that, you know, do all that. And so you can make them, you know, you know about them. I actually got told, like, I think it was Dixon. Dixon Jones was all, I, you know more about me than I know about myself. And I was like, <laughs> I like, well, I was like, man, I was just, it was all out there. I was like, so, so yeah, so you do research on your guests, right? And then you do all the promotions and then, um, then actually cutting up the scenes, right? I, these are all scenes that I cut up. So yeah, I was spending about 30, 40, 40 um, hours a week when I first started, like maybe the first few months, but I was able to streamline it now, right? Like now yeah. I got used to certain things and now I have like a templates. I can just like, you know, really easily cut a, cut a scene by just dragging it into a template. And so now I'd say I'm still doing about maybe 15 hours, 15 to 20 hours. So it's, it's cut in half, but I never, it's always like spaced out. I always space it out. So the moment I finish my episode on Friday, I'm already recording the promos, like because I'm in I'm 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 in the zone. I got everything set up, and so I'm recording the promos. I have all my notes already, so I know the three takeaways. So I do everything on right after the show, and then you know I'll do a little bit on Saturday, you know maybe on Saturday, Sunday if I if I'm not doing anything, and then I always do like you know a couple hours uh, every you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then even up to Thursday. But you know that's the best way I found it works by really batching it like that. Because uh, there was one time where I, was, I just, you know, maybe I was partying or something and I was so tired. I couldn't I miss a day. And I think I was editing a show like a, like a, like a Thursday night. I literally stayed up like late because I was like, I need to get this done. I'm not going to like, like let yeah. myself down. Right. And you're uh, your own like hardest like, <laughs> critic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no way. So, you know, really spacing things out, you know, taking your time, you know, get your rest. And I, I feel that's that's something that, you know really really works if you just get your rest and be prepared and be actually you no know, yeah being prepared right so we have to like i'm curious like have you since doing lives uh i've one of the things i've learned was have being prepared uh for some failures right if things come up that don't happen like one time when someone's internet like one of my guests internet went down i got like 
I freaked out. Like you have to just learn how to stay calm. I freaked out. I ended up just ending the episode. So I have one episode where it just ended really early because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, sh-. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't know what to do, and um, so I shut it down. Uh, and then, so you know, for, I learned from that where I actually, um, you know, okay, when it goes down, stay calm, and I maybe will play some music, yeah. and uh, I'll maybe I'll cut maybe cut to my cut to my face and like oh hey what's up everyone in chat let's talk you know and then then i see the guests will pop back pop back on so i mean being able to learn from like mistakes like that um i mean if is is something that's very very like important learn from your mistakes and learn from my mistakes if i say like hey stay calm and like do that like maybe it makes you have a backup plan when something happens think of every possible outcome that can happen oh you know like um if your dog barks at a certain time because the mailman is coming at a certain time that's why i purposely will schedule like maybe certain meetings not when i know my mailman. where's my dog at yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so and just being able to do that and like in purposely not get the deli- uh, amazon deliveries when uh, on a day i'm doing a show like i make sure i don't i want my fridays quiet uh because that's when i um, have my show and i feel like you know something even with all this, and when you do your show, I, I feel like consistency is key, right? You, we, we have, you have to show up. You have to show up. I, this is another uh, failed learning I had because even though I've, I've have not missed an episode or, and I did miss one episode, right? And I had people under like, where are you at? Like, I felt like I disappointed. Like, okay. <laughs> they're, they're in the live chat. I was like, I, I, I'm not going to put my, I'm not going to put my guests on, on blast. Right. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't have anything prepared for like a backup. Right. So I've, I, I did end up getting the guests again and uh, having a back uh, to fill, fill in that gap of my episodes. Cause I only take two breaks like Christmas and New Year's uh, that I had so far. And so I, now like, I do have a, like, I'm, I do have a spiel. Like if I don't have a guest, I have a, a guest that can pull on demand. Like, Hey, if I ever need someone, can I just pull you? Cause it could just be like a colleague or whatever. Right. So like just having them like, Hey, can I count on you and like, coming on? And usually um, I've, I've, when guests have canceled, because I do have guests canceled, they actually have been um, courtesy enough to tell me like a few days before. So I was able to get something like that. Yeah. So uh, I have not yet um, gotten canceled like at game time. <laughs> like I actually thought there were some points because I had some late guests because, you know, I, I was on a tight schedule. I started at 12 o'clock sharp. I got my song going and everything. And, you know, I'll see them pop up on the screen, like hopefully pop up on the screen, like during my, my video clips that I, I yeah. curate. And then, you know, that's, that's what usually happens. But that happens a few times. But, you know, again, don't panic. Like, you, you get red. Because I, I, I could see my monitor, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm turning red. <laughs> it's like, like, I'm all getting nervous. And then, but, yeah, so, like, again. And then the one thing about, the fun thing about live is that it's the rawness. Um, if you do, like, live, live podcasts or live video uh-huh. podcasts, the rawness is what I feel I love and gets, me, gets your adrenaline going. And I, yeah. I love it. And it's one of those things, yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I love it, man. I, I'm learning so much from you right now, man. I could talk about this all day, man. I just want to give you one, one last question, man. Yeah. So what about the engagement, right? So after the shows, right, the people that reach out to you, how do you keep a track of that? Do you just put it like in a spreadsheet and then you send out like, emails? Do you have a newsletter? Like, how do you keep track with the people engaging with you? Well, that's I do. I do a lot of the contest, right? So I do the contest, and they, they'll email me all the time. So I try to engage with much with my audience. But I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of not capturing. Um, I just started my recap newsletter 
So I'm like, I started posting it within the um, the chat, and I posted like I pinned the I pinned it in the chat, and it's like, hey, you know, the get weekly recaps if you want. If you miss an episode, I'll send you weekly recaps and stuff like that. So that's something I started. So I, I feel like an email list, and I started a Discord too. So I yeah. have a Discord. I see people. I see people coming in there. I'm I'm guilty of not participating as much there. I do have a feed of all my videos going in there as yeah. well. So it's like, I mean, I want to I want to less automate that and get more involved, but. Hey man, nine to five clients and and the show. <laughs> you, can, you only have so much time. <laughs> yeah, but, and, and I would follow up, man. I know we're about to, to cut off, man. But who would be if you had one choice for any guest in the world to come onto the show? Who would it be, man? Besides Jared. I mean, SEO wise, SEO wise, Matt Cuts. Any, if you could interview Matt Cuts, that'd be cool. Maybe give us one SEO and one dream dream guest. All right. So Matt cuts for an SEO world because I've uh, and I actually tried reaching out to him because Throw I haven't. Oh, actually, I actually um, had a tweet with him. I had a picture with him. You know, you know, I'm like a Google fanboy, so I had my, my selfie with him, and I, I tweeted a picture of like, "Hey Matt, you remember me?" I was years ago. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'd love to have you on my podcast. I mean, no response. But hey, I think that would be like killer if I could get him on, right? I mean, like people were like, "Oh," and maybe he can talk about the things that you know he was supposed to talk about. What Rand talked about, like how he was. Yeah. You know, you know, just kind of telling. Since it's not a Google anymore, maybe you can give us the the dirt or like you know what what the drama behind like back in the days. Uh, sure. That was one thing. But and my my ultimate person that I do would want to like interview this is the person that I've always listened to is probably like uh, Tim Ferriss, right? Tim Ferriss is like one of the guys that I actually uh, like. I have both uh, all his books behind me, and it's something where I've actually, you know, after reading him and following him and his podcast, it actually was a pivoting point you know, uh, in my life where I actually became more, you know, who I am now. Right. And I, you know, I passed, you know, you know, start judging less and ego went away and, and, you know, I'm just that happy person and just love talking to people. And that's where the uh, 30 hour work week started going less and less for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'll I'll tell you this, I have a new project where I'm actually taking that stuff where that four hour working, but that four hour work, it's it's kind of still on top of it because I'm starting my my personal channel, which is Paul Andre, uh, youtube.com slash Paul Andre, if you want to check it out. And um, you know, you know what? Uh, It's something where, again, it's something where I'm using the podcast to help me learn more because it's going to be a It's going to be not necessarily a podcast. I'm using the the channel as for me to help help me learn more is I'm doing book reviews. As you can see, I have like hundreds of books behind me and I read a lot and I want to retain this information. Once you read it, you can go away. So I'm I'm doing book reviews. If I can do a book review, I can record myself. Like when I reread it, I can retain it. And then if I really want to watch, I just watch myself and like what what the review I did. <laughs> and there's traffic. There's there's traffic in there. there. There's a market for it. People are searching these books for book reviews. Um, I mean, again, as a marketer, I'm gonna see how I can monetize this. And um, yeah, there's an amount of search volume in the titles of books. So yeah. if I can rank number one uh, for these books, and I have my book reviews and my book reviews, if you know how I do my live videos, can you yeah. imagine how my edited videos will look like? I mean, it's 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 gonna right. be it's gonna be. Not your doodle review, you know, the doodles you see a lot on, on, on YouTube. It's not going to be like that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a, a really fast-paced review, like exciting, energetic type of book reviews and uh, just dropping those nuggets like every every second. Man, you're a beast, man. I'm just listening to what you're saying. Like, you're a beast, man. I love it, man. 
I love it. I know me personally, I, what I would love to do, I'm actually trying to work on this on the side, but um, I'm actually want to do a, a podcast where I merge the two things I love. So I love marketing, I love yeah. content, and I also love music, right? So what I want to do is I actually booked a couple of guests already, but I want to have musicians come in that are not well known and talk about what they're, what they're marketing, right? What's their brand strategy? What's their digital strategy, right? Where are you engaging with the audience, right? All of those things, right? And see how they blow up from there and how they get more market share in the music space. So that's something I would love to do, man. But um, I've learned so much from this conversation, man. I just want to say thank you, brother. Like this was this was awesome. Man. I could talk to you all day about this stuff, man. We I love this stuff. But uh, man, thank you for taking time out today, brother. I know it's a, yep. we're a little over, but man, thank you, man. You're a great person. Thank you for being genuine, man. From the first time we spoke, and I'll say this to the audience, man. First time I seen Dre's show, um, he had our, um, our managing director, Mike King on. He had me a hello. As soon as I saw the, the music, the countdown, I'm like, oh, dude, he's killing Rankable. <laughs> killing me, man. But then, um, you know, like I said, I reached out to Paul, man. We had a conversation for like half an hour, hour. And we were just talking about everything under the sun, man. And I was like, man, I have to get you on. You've been a great resource, man. I thank you so much, my brother. I really do, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, guys. I mean, it was, it was a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right guys everybody attended thank you again guys we'll be back next week we're going to talk about content engineering content strategy we're going to have our own alexandra who's our content director and we're going to talk about you know ways you can repurpose your your content where you can get better performance garrett will be here jared will be here we're all going to be here <laughs> so see you guys enjoy the rest of your week man and paul much love as always brother always rooting for you man there it goes <laughs> <laughs> Drop it. <laughs>